You can't mistake kindness for someone who is good. It's your girl Skylar Resna, and welcome back to Stories Retold, y'all. Welcome back to Stories Retold, where we retell amazing stories. It's your girl Skylar Resna, and today's amazing story is Dead Dead Girls by Nikessa Afia. It's a Harlem Renaissance murder mystery. And it is from a time period that I absolutely like just fangirl over. You know, the the black arts movement, everything was swinging and easy. But in this book, we find that is very far from the truth. And we really get to see what the Harlem Renaissance was really like for black people. So this should be interesting. Plus, this is Nikessa's debut novel. So go support a black queen. Until then, grab your snacks, grab your tea, and grab your recipe because here we go. Today's summary comes from Barnes and Nobles, Harlem, 1926. Young black women like Louise Lloyd are ending up dead. Following a harrowing kidnapping ordeal when she was in her teens, Louise is doing everything she can to maintain a normal life. She's succeeding too. She spends her days working at Maggie's Cafe and her nights at the Zodiac, Harlem's hottest speakeasy. Louise's friends, especially her girlfriend, Rosa Maria Marino, may say that she's running from her past and the notoriety that stalks her, but don't tell her that. When a girl turns up dead in front of the cafe, Louise is forced to confront something she's been trying to ignore. Two other local black girls have been murdered in the past few weeks. After an altercation with a police officer gets her arrested, Louise is given an ultimatum. She can either help solve the case or wind up in jail. Louise has no choice but to investigate and soon she finds herself toe to toe with a murderous mastermind hell bent on taking more lives, maybe even her own. Dun dun dun! <laughs> okay, so I feel a warning is necessary uh, because we are talking about kidnappings and we're talking about the death of Black women, and that is rising in the media. We're seeing more and more of that on social media. There is also inappropriate police behavior when it comes to Black women. So these are sensitive topics that may trigger some viewers. So viewer discretion is advised. Prepare yourselves accordingly. So we start off this story with a prologue. There is an unarmed woman who gets kidnapped and she's in a room with a whole bunch of other girls and they're all just like, you know, just do what he says. They're all very, like, we're trying to survive this thing, you know? So when the kidnapper comes in, our protagonist, whoever she is, she ends up fighting this man and she frees herself as well as the other three women and she vows to never be a victim again personally i think that's a great way to start a book you know automatically not gonna be a victim no more done well excuse me all right so louise loves a late night early morning situation at the zodiac with rosa maria her girlfriend and rosa marie's twin brother Raphael. so these three are the dynamic trio they love going. I think Raphael works at Zodiac. He's a bartender. And Rosa Maria and, and Louise party all night. Absolutely love it. 
Chef's kiss, that's their jam, right? So apparently everybody knows who Louise is. So this is kind of weird. I don't know if the book answered this, but here we go. So when they were first at Zodiac, when the book opens up, this man comes to Raphael working the bar. We're like, do you know? Oh, do you know that girl right there? He's like, oh, he's talking about Louise? Louise, Louis, yeah, that's her. Da, 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 da. And Louise's like, why are you telling this man my Right questions. Why are you telling this man my name? This man don't need to know my name. Why are you telling this man my name? For who and for what? He was like oddly dressed to be in the club. Like you don't look like you belong. That was kind of the end of that. We never really found out who he was. But um, I'm assuming it's somebody from later. But we'll get there. We'll get there. The next morning, Louise and Rosemarie are rightfully so hungover and headed to their job at Maggie's Cafe. So they're walking hungover. I never been hungover before, but I'm assuming it's not fun, especially when you find a dead body outside your job. So yeah, and unfortunately it isn't the first death that has happened recently. Like the summary says, we've had about two other women dying, black women being murdered recently. I feel it's very important to say, say their names because we're gonna say her name. And I'm going to say all of their names. Um, first, we have um, Elizabeth Morell. And then we have Claire Fisher. And now we have 16-year-old Dora Hughes. They work at Maggie's Cafe. At the top is Maggie's Cafe. And at the bottom is Maggie's Nightclub. They don't really party over there. They go over to the Zodiac. But all the girls who were killed work at Maggie's Nightclub. They work at Maggie's nightclub. Same place, different vibe. What kills me is one of the officers on duty, Officer Martin, he says it's like the others, giving no agency, nothing important, just, you know, it's just like everything else. It feels very, very much familiar and I don't like it. It feels very much the now and I don't like it, you know? Because the sad part is you have cops like that today. Like, oh, just another black girl dead, just another black man, uh, black on black crime, which is a whole nother situation we'll get into. Not here, but we can in other places because we got to talk about it because it's important. But Detective Gilbert, who was also on the scene, had more compassion. So it is good to see that we still have officers detectives, people in power that care. So all day, all night, Louise is just thinking about this girl, another girl who is dead. And Louise has two twin uh, sisters who are 16. And she said, those could have been my sisters. You know, as we think, when we see someone who is killed, who looks like us, like that could have been me, that could have been my family like a family member of mine. So it hits home for her. So later on that night, she's leaving the Zodiac and she sees Officer Martin arresting this black girl for what we don't know. So her liquid courage, along with her wanting to do something about this hopelessness feeling, she runs over and she hits the officer, which I'm pretty sure is illegal. You can't hit an officer. The officer lets the girl go. Raphael's like, let's get you a cab. Let's get you home. And then Louise gets arrested. In her jail cell, in her holding cell, I guess. It's a holding cell. She's calm, cool, and collected. 
But oh my gosh, these officers are too. Officer Martin, the guy who arrested her, is throwing peanuts at her. Officer Tucker, another officer, is calling her names and planning to get her on her knees. I did give a trigger warning, people. I did give a trigger warning, my gosh. She did speak back a few times, gave a little bit of sass. Nothing that would have got her any more sentences, me, uh, any more charges. But she was just like, she, she did do what she did. She said some words. She said some words. Cause she didn't, she ain't gonna go down without no fight at all. At all? Not at all. She gonna give a little something, something, very much something, you know? So Detective Gilbert takes Louise into his office and he's like, you're facing serious jail time. The judge would love to make an example out of Harlem's hero. We find out that she was the girl from the prologue. We find out that she's been nicknamed the Harlem hero. So um, she was the 15-year-old girl who saved three other girls from a kidnapping. Louise, Louise hates this title because she had to read about herself in the paper and people around her used to hound her. Constant bothering, you know, paparazzi. She had the paparazzi, okay? Her preacher father used the name, the title, and Louise to get more uh, fame and more people to come to his church. And he even set up a marriage for her. This is the 20s. I know we think differently, but she was definitely not a fan of marrying this man. We're just not a fan of it. She didn't want to get married. Her father didn't care. So she left to go be a showgirl because she left to dance. So she left to go be a showgirl. Um, her father kind of disowned her sort of after that. Like, just like, I'm not going to do with you no more. You can't live here anymore. Go. And she did because she was like, I'm going to go do what I want to do then. So like I said earlier, she works in a cafe now and she feels like she's wasted her potential. She's 26 years old. She works at a cafe and she's just dancing the night away. You know, she doesn't feel like anybody's Harlem hero you know she just feels like her she needs to give herself more grace I know how it feels to not hit this certain place in your life at a certain age but no there's greatness in you no matter what age you are you don't have to be a certain age to be like I I need to hit I need to be married by this age I need to have this job by this age work this much at this age have this many kids this age give yourself grace because you deserve Okay, you deserve it. So Detective Gilbert offers her a deal. He wants her to help him solve the case. Because she is black, she's younger, she's known by the community, people will be more eager to talk to her than to this white, I want to say British officer, which makes sense. It's smart. And the other option is going to jail. So is there really a choice here? So after she gets released from police custody, she goes to the group home that she lives at. Um, she lives there with Rosa Marie as well. And she sees this note that's for her and it's typed and it says, your move. That's it. We don't know who send it. We don't know if this is a threat. We don't know if they know she's working with the police now. We know nothing. All we know is her move. 
Now that Louise is on the case, she has to go investigate. So she goes down to Maggie's nightclub the next night and she takes Raphael with her because you're never supposed to go on a mission alone. I wish somebody would have told Sage that from last week's episode, but you know, we live and we learn. So they go down to the club and they find Anne, who is Dora's good friend. She said it's sad what happened to Dora, but she was pushing her luck. I'm very confused because when your friend dies, you don't really say they were pushing their luck and not really kind of explain what you mean. Now, let me explain a little bit about Maggie's club. Because, okay, so the Zodiac is party all night. Woo, woo, woo. Maggie's club is party all night. If you understand what I'm saying without saying what I'm saying. If you, if you throw some money, they can do something. That's what I'm going to say. It's for the grown, grown, grown people, okay? For the very much grown people. It's a gentleman's club. That's the best way for me to put it. It's a gentleman's club. I think it actually sounds a little sleazier than a gentleman's club. Just in my opinion, it's not a little sleazier than that. Like, um... I don't know how it would call it. Maybe an F-boy club? I don't know. So on their way out, they run into the sleaze ball owner. See, that's why sleazy. The sleaze ball owner, Frank Lester. And Frank is just, ugh, you know, he's just nasty. We don't like Frank. And he tells Louise, I'll see you soon. We don't know if this means uh, he's actually going to do something to her or he's just being a creep. We don't know because, you know, some people just say things just to get a rise out of you. And they don't really mean anything, but let's see what happens. So Louise is very focused on her investigation and she decides it's time to go to the family's house. So she goes to Dora's house and she finds some useful information like a really expensive diamond ring. But she slowly finds, well, not slowly, she quickly finds out this is not the best plan. We got to do something else because this is not working. This isn't, because what teenager is going to tell their parent what they're doing as they're working for a gentleman's club? nobody is not going to work. So they got to think of another plan because this is not working. Especially when you have uh, Detective Gilbert going with you. Who's going to talk in front of the cops? Come on now. Especially if you're doing illegal behavior. Who's going to say something for real? Who's going to speak? Who's going to speak is the real question. Who's going to speak? Who do you ask when you try to get information about a teenager? You ask their friends. So Louise gets together all the girls who work at Maggie's nightclub and kind of have like a little, a little powwow. Like what happened, you guys? I gotta start telling me something so I can find out what's happening so this doesn't happen to anybody else. We already had three dead girls from the same place of work. Something's going on. Y'all are being targeted. We gotta figure it out. They were not a lot of help. So what we did get out of the the powwow, we got a name of someone who might be involved, Bernie. When Louise tried to ask some more questions, they clammed up and just left, like, mm -mm, it's not going to work. So she's walking home, and this random man grabs her and pins her up against the wall, right? He says, you're playing with fire, Miss Lloyd, and leaves. One, you know my name. Two, you knew I was going to be. 
you are entering in very hot and dangerous territory very quickly. Where is your, where is your security? If you're working with the police, don't you get some kind of security? Shouldn't you get some kind of security? I'm just saying. I just think you should get some kind of security, but maybe it's because it's 1920s. I don't know. Louise is shaken, but not stirred. She goes to go find out more about this really expensive diamond ring that she found at uh, Dora's house. And before she literally gets thrown out of the store, literally thrown on her face out of the store, she gets a name, Thomas. Which is it? Is it Bernie or is it Thomas? I don't know, but we have two names here. Just one name for each, so let's see. So unfortunately, one of the girls from Louise's powwow ended up dead, also in front of Maggie's Cafe. Her name is Ruth Coleman. She's one of the feistier ones of the group, kind of like the, the mother-ish one of the group that was there. So all the other girls were strangled. Ruth Coleman was stabbed. As a true crime fan, I have a couple of thoughts about this. Either he lost control of the situation and he had to do it uh, in a different way than what he normally did, or which the kind of worst part of the scenario, he's escalating. And whenever you have an escalating abuser, criminal person, whenever you have somebody escalating, it's not good. It's not good. So Louise has to be very, very careful going forth because this man, we're assuming it's a man, this person who is killing these women is getting a lot more angrier. So Louise decides to go to church to pray for the dead girls. And she ends up going to her father's church as a way to underlyingly see her family because she hadn't seen her family in a while. So Louise never fit her dad's picture-perfect idea of what a good Christian family should look like. But her younger sister, Mina, fit what exactly what her dad wanted her to be. She is married. She has a baby. She follows the rules. She does everything her dad wants her to do. I think Louise is slightly jealous of that, which I can understand. Yeah, that's the situation where her sister, Mina, they're not really close. She's more closer to her younger twin sisters. But honestly, I personally am proud of Louise for going off and making her own mark in the world instead of being what people want her to be. Because personally, I've had people tell me what they wanted for me in my life, but I find it, I find it much more satisfying to find my own way and create my own path. Because at the end of the day, I'm happy doing what I love rather than being happy solely because I'm doing something that they just want me to do regardless of my happiness and my interests and the things that I love. So, Louise, do you, boo. We got your back. Yeah. <laughs> so, we meet Sam Harris. This is the man Louise was supposed to marry and he also trained to be a pastor. It kind of makes sense why... Louise's dad want Louise to marry Sam, especially as the oldest daughter. Like he's probably gonna be the one to take over the church because he ain't got no sons. So 
the oldest daughter marries a guy who's supposed to take over as pastor and blah, 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 blah. It kind of makes sense. But she didn't want that because she loves Rosa Marie. That would have never worked. So I don't leave it like men. Period. Sam the nice guy. He offered to walk her home. And she said, yeah, they were good friends before. So hopefully the friendship will stay. He was sweet. Louise was tender because you know she she does have love for him she's just not in love with him they've been friends since since childhood so of course they have some kind of attachment for each other it's just not in the romantic way that sam wanted everything was going fine until louise mentioned that all the girls had a virgin mary card the same ones that they passed out at the church and sam snapped he seemed offended and was like, you think I did it? And da, 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 da. And I'm just like, I know a hit dog holler. And you pretty loud right now, sir. You are on my list. <laughs> I don't remember where that's from. So somebody tell me where that's from. <laughs> so like, I understand you think that she might be trying to like say something about you. Like, I think you did it. And you're trying to defend yourself. But the way you popped off, I get that you're angry. But now you're a suspect in my book, at least. I don't know what's going on in Louise's notebook. But in Skylar's notebook, you a little suspicious. So Detective Gilbert, being the old-fashioned guy that he is, he's like, okay, let's go talk to Ruth's family and find out what's going on. He tells her specific things to and not to do. And Louise does everything she's not supposed to do. She offers condolences, which apparently you're not supposed to offer condolences. I'm like, why would you not offer condolences? Like a, a basic human thing. I don't know. Well, uh, he said, don't offer condolences. She asked to see Ruth's room. She left Gilbert alone, like all the off book stuff. And he was kind of upset. And she was like, okay, well, I won't do it again. She continues to go off book. And she goes back to Maggie's nightclub. And she finds this list of names of all the girls with dollar signs next to them, with men's names and uh, sums of money next to them. Some are in red, some are in black. We don't know what any of this means, but we just take it to Detective Gilbert. Detective Gilbert is like, you know what? We've been looking at this all wrong, going to the family's house, talking to their boyfriends. We need to focus on the club. And I'm thinking... What are you actually doing, Detective Gilbert? Because it sounds like Louise is running the operation. It sounds like she's doing the groundwork and you're just sitting at the desk like, oh, we need to do this. I'm like, ain't that what she's supposed to be doing? But I digress. That's not my business. You know, I don't get paid that money, but go ahead, Detective. Oh, also, so one of the names on that list, her ex, Sam Harris. Question, is it your ex if it's an arranged marriage? Like y'all are friends. I don't know if they dated. They may have dated, but that's your ex-fiance that was arranged. You didn't really want it. I don't know. I don't know if that's an ex or uh, a shoulda, coulda, woulda. So Louise being a friend of Sam, she goes and asks him, like, why is your name on this list with this number next to it? What are you doing? You know? And he's like, I just bought time to talk with the girls. I wanted to get them out of the life, but none of them wanted to get out. I don't believe him, and thankfully Louise doesn't either, because I'm like, you had too much time to come up with a lie. 
you have way too much time to come up with a lie. So no, no thank you. So Louise is at work, she's waiting tables and in walks that sleazeball Frank Lester. Apparently he's Maggie's son. Frank is sitting at the table with his boys, his goons, his boys, whatever. And he's like, we gotta move the nightclub. The girls are getting killed. We can't do this. Part of me thinks, oh, he actually cares about the girl. Another part, he's trying to not hurt his business with, you know, dead girls. But Bobby Shaw, his third hand man, is like, the girls will be fine. The girls will be fine. Calm down. We're not moving the shop. As Louise is leaving for the day, Bobby Shaw comes back and he tells her, I think you should be careful. You're getting too deep. You never know who's watching you. Sound familiar? Like that guy who hemmed her up on the wall talking about, you know, I see you, be careful. You know, familiar. Coincidence? I think not, those don't exist. And apparently that day was her very last day working at Maggie's. Why? We'll see in a second, just hang on. Okay, this is another, I don't even know what kind of trigger warning this would be, but just prepare yourselves accordingly, okay? Just prepare yourselves. So now they want to try to get Frank Lester. Yes, no, yes, maybe. So the police want to get Frank and his crew. You know, they got to see, like, I think these are the guys doing it. So they use Louise in a sting operation. They use her to get Frank's second in command, Jimmy Olsen. So Louise gets all cute. She goes down there and tries to lure Jimmy into a room or whatever the case may be, right? I have one more additional trigger warning. Um, we have attempted rape right here. Um, give me like 30 seconds. I'm gonna get it out the way and then we can come on back, okay? Thank you. So Louise and Jimmy meet up. She's doing what she's supposed to do. She's doing her job, you know? Gets her into this room downstairs and then he tries to rape her. And right, right, right before the unthinkable happens, Detective Gilbert finally busts in there, all too cool and macho for me, but he's like, that's enough. Get off of her. But in my mind, that's too close because she was about this close to being. Oh, Lord. Okay. You can come back now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking care of yourself and actually fast forwarding. I very much appreciate you taking care of you. For those of you who have to bow out for a second, here's the catch up. Jimmy's arrested and suspicion for what happened with the girls. Now, he will only speak to Louise. How traumatic for her. But she gets in there and does whatever she can to do, but she didn't get much. He's just, he's just evil. That's what we find out. We find out Jimmy is just evil. She asks him, why did you ask for me? If you weren't going to tell me nothing, if you weren't going to give me information, why did you ask for me? He said, to remind you that girls like you will only ever belong to men like me. What a way to traumatize someone and piss me off. Don't worry, I don't think he ever made it out. Personally, I think he just rotted in jail. 
In my mind, he rotted in jail and I will leave him there. Thank you. What I what I admire about Louise is that she is doing this doggone near impossible job. It is traumatic. It is hard. She has a lot going on and she doesn't give up. She's like, I'm doing this thing. We're going to find out who's killing these girls and we're going to stop him. And I appreciate her determination because she is getting it done. She's getting it done and I appreciate her. But it's so very important that Louise is not careless because she is in such a dangerous situation. There is literally a murderer out here killing black women. You as a black woman are out here trying to solve this case. I need you to be extremely careful because I can't if something happens to you. I just can't if something happens to Louise. I just can't. So she ends up telling Raphael what happened to her with Jimmy. And in true male best friend fashion, he gets into super protective big brother mode. Like, oh, I think not, you know? So he goes out and gets her a gun and he teaches her how to use it. The important part, he teaches her how to use it. He takes her to the gun range. He's like, we're gonna practice because I need you to know what you're doing because you can't, this is not a toy. You gotta learn how to use this gun. You already know the rules about guns. I don't have to tell you. There's a gun, people, there's a gun. Now, now of course, Louise hates to ask for help. She's like, you don't have to do this for me, da 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 But he's like, I'm your friend. I'm gonna help you because I love you. Oh, I love it. And Raphael has the same role that my dad has when it comes to shooting. If you shoot, you shoot to kill, period. You shoot to kill. We don't shoot to injure, we shoot to kill because you don't bring a gun out to play. But Louise is surprisingly good at using the gun, much better than my first time at the range. I'm not gonna lie to you. But um, she does pretty good, you know? She's she's pretty confident. She goes back a few more times just to perfect it, but she does pretty good. So when all that went down at Maggie's trying to uh, sting, sting against Jimmy Olsen, Frank Lester disappeared. And now, somehow, it's up to Louise to find him. What are the cops actually doing? Because it sounds like Louise is carrying the whole operation. I'm confused, but okay. So they go down to this other club. There are a lot of clubs here. But they go down to the other club called Snake Eyes. And Snake Eyes is a really, like, posh kind of club for the time. So we have the Zodiac, which is the dance hall. We have uh, Maggie's Nightclub, which is the gentleman's club. And then you have Snake Eyes, which is the posh, ooh la la, okay? So they get down to the club and Lester is not in the building. Frank Lester is out the building. So she went to Snake Eyes with Raphael, Rosa Marie, and herself. And when they went and didn't find Frank Lester, they decided to enjoy this time as friends and just have fun as friends. And I think that's beautiful in the midst of all the crazy. They're just like, we're just going to take time to just love on each other. Because we deserve. We need and we deserve. So we love to see it. Finding friends that will go on adventures with you, even the dangerous ones, are rare. So make sure you cherish those friends. Shout out to Manor! One day, Louise and Detective Gilbert are having a sit down with chat chat. She asks him, why do you care so much about these dead black girls? He said, I loved a black girl once and she died in a fire and I couldn't save her. 
he blames himself for her death. He said, it was stupid. I was reckless, but you love who you love. Remember, this is the 1920s where it was actually illegal. And that really struck home with Louise, who is in love with Rosa Maria, and their love is also illegal. So they share that they share that moment and they share that bond. So that was really beautiful. Unfortunately, we have another girl that ends up going missing and found dead. Her name, her name is Eleanor Hawkins, also known as Nell. Look, personally for me, there are too many bodies popping up, too many dead folks. Somebody need to solve this thing and quit. We're running out of time. Everybody's going to be dead in a second. Somebody figure this thing out. Please. Please. So Detective Gilbert comes to Zodiac before it's open with Raphael there, Rosa Maria, and Louise. So Raphael is like, oh, who is this man? And Rosa Maria is like, he cool, but I don't trust him. So Rosa Maria, the person who likes everybody is like, I do not trust this man. I do not trust this man. That's a huge red flag for me. I got a list of suspects over here. I don't even know who is who. Uh, so Louise and Detective Gilbert are like out somewhere. I think they're around the body of uh, Eleanor, I believe. I'm not sure. Yes, they're at a crime scene. They're at a crime scene and a reporter comes up asking them all these questions. What is the name of the reporter you might ask? Bernie Thomas. Bernie Thomas. The two names have come together to make one person. Meet Bernie Thomas. It's... Hello? Clue. Right there. There you go. Bernie admits to knowing the girls and... I hate using this word, but this is the word that the book used. Renting the girls out for the night. He said, but here, here's, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. He said he was only doing it because he was blackmailed to. Somebody is forcing this guy to rent out these girls. And every time he rents them out, they end up dead. Bernie said he only wanted to tell the girl's story about living in Harlem, the true, the trueness, the real about living in Harlem. Before we can get anywhere out of Bernie, he has a heart attack at the police station and dies. I don't know who in the police department is going to receive the bill, but somebody needs to pay for Louise's therapy, period, because this girl has been through too much with y'all. She's done too much. Ooh, no, 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 no. We're good. We're good on it. Mm -mm. Nope. So they decided, so the police decided they had enough evidence to declare Bernie as the murderer. And they closed the case. If that does not sit right with you, that's fair, because that does not sit right with me either. There was there was no confession, there's no hard evidence, there's no weapon. Just because he was the last one with the girls, we should know that does not mean he is the killer. So Louise tries to move on, tries to be fine, tries to la dee dee about her life, right? And then she gets a call from Annie. Annie? Ann. Ann? Ann or Annie, one of the two. She gets a call from Annie and she's from the, she's in the hospital. She was stabbed, but she's alive! She's alive! 
So, what's going on, girl? What happened? What happened? Girl, who, what, who is it? What happened? What happened? So, Louise picked back up this case because we are not done, okay? But here's the thing that got me. So, the man said, as he was stabbing her, before he stabbed her or whatever, he said, I have to save you. Okay, that's uh, that leaves it open to a lot of people. I think I think all of the suspects in my head so far could have said that line. I don't know who it is. Do you know who it is? Please, someone tell me who it is. Someone tell me who it is, please. So I just want to say to y'all, the story gets worse before it gets better. Um, there is one more death in the story, but I will not tell you who it is. I can't tell you who it is, but it is not. Louise Lloyd, our main character, is alive and well, but um, I can't tell you who it is. I wish I could ride out the story with you and tell you everything, because, but I can't. It's a murder mystery book. If I read it, you would not give Nikessa the read she needs. So on that, I had to end it. But that was the tea, that was the tea. So why do I recommend this book? I am a fan of historical fiction. Um, I Like I said in the beginning, I love the 1920s era, but this gives us a more realistic look of what it, could, what it really was. It wasn't just a Gatsby and all that, even though I do love Gatsby. This was a realer version of what the 1920s Harlem was like for black women. Because like even inside of this story, there are a lot of microaggressions that were described in the book. And in the back of the book, Nakasa writes a historical note. She says, with popular culture and today's media, it's easy to look upon the 1920s with rose-colored glasses and see the decade as nothing but raging Gatsby parties and people doing the Charleston in the streets. I would love to subscribe to that notion as well, but it's just not true. After decades of inactivity, the Ku Klux Klan reformed in 1915, allowing the release of the KKK glorifying film, Birth of a Nation, and minorities were not afforded the same freedoms and status as white people. Um, that is a powerful statement that we see throughout this book through and through. She did an amazing, amazing job of describing that. So my least favorite part, my least favorite part, I did talk about one of Louise's sisters, Minna. They have a come to Jesus meeting at the end, but it just, it came about so quick. There was no depth in it. That was the only, the only critique I have was her and her sister's uh, reconnection. I mean, of course we love to, we love to see sisters reconnect, but that just didn't hit it for me. It didn't hit it for me, but that's my personal opinion. Also, I wish her and her dad had a better like conversation when they finally had a conversation. But I guess with her dad being who he is, that wasn't going to happen. So what we got was the best we could get. So cool. Moral of the story. Be careful who you trust. Protect Black women. We need to speak up and speak out when Black women are missing. Put their name on it. 
I want us to remember the Black women who have gone missing, the Black women who have been kidnapped and stolen, the Black women who have been silenced, and to let them know we do remember you, we will not forget you, and we will continue to fight for you because we love you. We love our Black queens. All right, good people, that is the end of today's episode. I hope you enjoyed the episode. It was beautiful, it was mysterious, but it was also very heavy, so make sure you take care of yourself. Remember, there is no story next week. It is a mental rest for you and for me. Relax, enjoy yourself. Maybe read one of the books I talked about. Have fun, have fun. Um, thank you so much for your support this month. Make sure you guys go like, comment, share, subscribe, and all the content on all the platforms. Um, our Facebook page, Instagram page, YouTube channel, and Anchor are all in the description below. Make sure to check those out because I really would love to have a dialogue with you guys about these books. And let me know if you would read these books. If you're going to read the book or you want to read the book, go ahead and let me know. I would love to talk with you after you've read it. I very, 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 very much appreciate you guys. And I hope we can keep these conversations going. And remember, own your own stories, read to expand your mind, and I will see y'all next time. Bye!